Praise God, this comes up in my heart tonight. Maridenjisi la franangrachi, eralubusti engenne esi ramundagni gangeti, lerubusne esti fravlanasis, cheralagdi candola moralandi, er perlufi kinchin da hastimanando, paparata la via losi angendavara de mangia de kion domantoku mondamina siti libradas. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be concerned in any way concerning the things that you hear, concerning the things that are around you. But look to me, for I am unchanging. Look to my word, for it will never fail. My love continues on and on, and it remains the same for you. And so lock yourself into what is eternal, what is unchanging, and fix your eyes on me. And then, then you'll find peace, then you'll find joy, and you'll find great victory. For the things that happen each and every day are ever-changing. They come and they go, but they're not here to stay. But I will be with you, and I am always for you. And I am here to deliver you. And I am here to bring you up and to set you on high and to make you what I had preordained that you would be. Victorious in me. Hallelujah. Oh, Shama Talibraven to boast the Kate of Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And, and furthermore, then separate yourself unto me. Fix your eyes. Put your attention on me and my word and what I say. And do not be distracted by everything else around. But keep me in the center of your thoughts and of your dealings and of your decisions. And you'll be safe and you'll be sure and you'll be protected all the way through. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Come on, put your eyes on him tonight. Worship the Lord. We worship you, Lord. We put our eyes on you. We fix our gaze on you. You're the reason we live. You're the center of our lives. We purpose to follow your purpose all of our days. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. We honor you. We worship you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. All the praise to you. We worship you. We worship. We give you praise. Worthy of all the praise. Worthy.
hearts we do worship you Thank you, Lord. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. Praise God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. I was anticipating something good tonight, in particular because, you know, we sought the Lord extensively on whether we should have this as normal, and he said, yes, he said we should, so I thought, good, this has to be good then, <laughs> has to be, oh, and I could just, I could just be in this for a while, couldn't you, I don't know what, it's, what you're all perceiving in the, in your experience right now, but I could do a little bit of <laughs> Amen. How long have you been in that pool? <laughs> Aren't you, don't you want to come out? No, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Sometimes when we, sometimes when we've been to a you know a tropical destination and the water's warm and clear. I can, Amy's not waterproof, but uh, <laughs> occasionally, but I can just stay out there hanging out in the water and on a beach for a long time, you know, towards dangerous, you know, getting fried because it's, what are you doing? Nothing. Just hanging out out here. I just kind of like it. And uh, to a greater degree, I love the manifest presence of God Almighty. I love it when Jesus is beginning to walk in our midst and manifest himself. Praise God. He makes everything better. Everything gets better. Hallelujah. And uh, I had a sensing earlier. I wasn't, you know, sometimes you don't know 100%. But I thought, could we, I even said to Joe, I said, we might be worshiping a long time tonight. Just FYI. <laughs> and, uh, and so we could keep going. And maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm willing to stay till 12. <laughs> Isn't that when traditionally church gets out at 12, right? Amen. Here, you can have this part. Praise God. You know, uh, let, me show, let me just show you a couple of verses and then we'll uh, keep flowing. And God is good. He'll move and continue to move. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would find Jeremiah 31... Jeremiah 31. Uh, something caught my attention uh, a number of years ago, and, and and it kind of has always stuck with me. I may have shared this in different forms and so forth in different settings, but is when I was sitting with some people who were really going through it, going through the ringer, as we say, and uh, and they were quite distraught over the current events in their life and really struggling, and I was sitting there 
you know, just trying to love and be encouraging and so forth. But uh, in the middle of our conversation and sitting there, the Spirit of the Lord came on me, and I began to speak. And I didn't say, yea, yea, thus saith the Lord. I just began to speak, but I, all of a sudden, you know, kind of the tone changes. You know, when you're, you're speaking, you're just kind of talking and being kind, and then, then you're being authoritative. And, uh, and, and what, came, what came out of my mouth was basically that the, the way that things had gone, and I can't, I can't say it word for word because I don't remember, just remember the gist of it, but the way that things had gone one way, they were going to like boomerang back the other way. So it wasn't that, that you were just going to overcome your trouble, overcome, get out of your hard time. You weren't going back to zero. You were going beyond. You know, kind of like when you pull a rubber band back, the further you pull it back, the further it's going to go. All right? And so sometimes it seems that when people handle difficulties the right way and they're really being stretched and it's like, ow, ow, you know what I mean? Kind of really being pulled back. You know, it's like, you know, when you touch your toes. Some of you go easy, but if you haven't done that for a while, you know how I many you, know, you get about three quarters down and you stop. Ow! Oh, and then you push, and it really you really feel it. But when you stretch it far back, yeah, that's the bad in this in this illustration. That's the bad part. But then you get launched, and it's things get better than they than they have before. Um, and so I've kind of thought of that, and I've looked at past experiences of my own since that moment. I've considered scripture and. And past things, I, I remember uh, one time on a missions trip in Mexico, um, going from village to village out in the mountain, desertous mountains, and uh, it was an all-day event, you know, going from place to place. And the last place we were ministering was, you know, uh, some other place. They all looked the same after a while. <laughs> um, and but it was night, it was dark, and then we had a long trip back to where we were staying, meaning long, you know, a couple hours or something in the in in the van, driving, and I was the driver, uh, for some reason. I don't know why I was driving there, but I was. Maybe I was following someone else because I didn't not like I knew my way around. And uh, but anyway, by the end of that last meeting, my head was pounding. It's just been a long day in the sun and then not and did whatever. I mean, I don't know exactly why, but it was one of those boom, boom, pounding headaches. And, and, and so it hurt. <laughs> and so I'm like, I didn't tell anyone. Um, that's kind of my nature, I guess. I don't tell people unless I have to. <laughs> uh, uh, so no one knew. And but we're in the, I'm driving home and everyone is in the van, uh, you know, behind me. It's like a 15 passenger van. And so everyone's yapping and doing all, or sleeping, I don't know. But I'm up there in the front just kind of locked in on the road and just praising God. And I didn't have anything else to do except think about my pain. <laughs> so I just started thanking the Lord, just, you know, praising God. I'm singing, just kind of quietly, but singing praise to God, praise to God. And I was just able to zoom in, you know, focus kind of shut everything else out and before yeah, after some period of time I don't remember how long but not only was I, did I get my healing and it was gone without any kind of you know drugs or any kind of aid in that regard just the power of God came on me and and I was healed but what I always what always stood out to me in that moment is it seemed like I didn't go back to zero <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't go from, you know, level five pain back to zero and now I feel good again. I went past zero. And I remember just sitting there, you know, I'm still driving, still late at night thinking, oh, glory to God. I'm not just healed. I think I'm better than healed. You know, like if a head, if a headache could be on a scale on a, you know, a, like a negative one, two, three, I'm like at least a two or three on the other side of this thing. Because I feel good. I feel like, bam. And, and I, I think there's something to that. I've seen it in multiple situations where when God intervenes, you don't just get back to zero. You go further. There is a blessing. There is a benefit to seeking God. There's a benefit to, 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 to following after Him. You know, I was reading, I shared with Amy earlier, I was reading something recently, and a, a, a man who had written a book about his own, some of his own experiences with God, and he was sharing how God uh, warned him on, I think he said on three different occasions, at least whenever this writing was, um, about stock market crashes. He didn't tell me. <laughs> but he, he, he gave, gave the examples. He said in 2000, um, when the market went down, and I think he said in 2008, when the market went down, and then one more time after that, uh, more recent. But he said before each of those, the Lord warned him. It was very clear and dramatic way. You know, he knew what he should do. He pulled all his money out of his, you know, mutual funds and that kind of stuff. Pulled all his money out. A few months later, put it back in. And it happened again. And the Lord just showed him. Pulled his money out a few months later, put it all back in. He said, I have four times the money I would have had. And, and, and when the Lord did that, he asked him one day, uh, he said, why are you telling me this? And the Lord said, well, you know, all the times that you, you know, you, he would give food to like homeless people and stuff like that. And he'd go out of his way to help people and give them food and stuff like that. He said, I've been watching. He said, I'm just paying you back. And I thought, that's so cool. That's so cool. We know that's scriptural that God pays attention to those kind of things. And it's like he just extra, just bonus. Obviously didn't tell everyone. Told him. Pull your money out. Okay, you can put it back now. Hey, man. Jeremiah, did you find 31? And 13, 13, uh, 31, 13. Then shall the virgin, then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old together, for I will turn their mourning to joy, will comfort them and make them rejoice rather than sorrow. Turn their their mourning to what? To just non mourning. No, not just take the morning away, not just bring you back to, okay, I'm not sad anymore, turns it into joy. Hallelujah. I know some of the words in one of those songs we sang tonight kind of reflected that. I've never heard that song, but everyone seemed to know it. I'm like, I've never heard this before, but I thought that fits with the scripture. Amen. <laughs> uh, look at uh, another place, uh, John 16. Uh, 
John 16 and, and 20, Jesus said here, Most assuredly I say to you, did I, am I going too fast? Most assuredly I still say to you, <laughs> that you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice, and you will be sorrowful. But, everybody say but, your sorrow will be turned into joy. That's what God does. He turns sorrow into joy. Look at Isaiah. Left turn, Isaiah, Jeremiah. Isaiah 61. Uh, verse 3, 61, 3. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Notice not just to take the ashes away. Beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so again, we see God likes to replace stuff. And when you replace something wrong with, with a God thing, it's better than just okay. He goes far beyond what we could ever even ask or think. He wants to do more for you. How many think that heaven is not just going to be like a really good day on earth? I mean, we've all had good days, haven't we? I have some good days. That, man, I just I'm, things are just really clicking. That was a wonderful time today. Heaven is going to be a lot better than that. He's going to he's going to go so far. We'll go. Whoa! Wow! Who could have imagined? I knew it would be good. Are we going to say that to each other? Oh, I knew it was going to be good. I had no idea. I, I could not have guessed it would be this good. And this long. How long have we been here? Like a million years? And it's still awesome. You know we're going to say it. Come on. God likes to fix things, but like really fix them. You know, like if you broke your car and you said, hey, you know, maybe you smashed some part of it and you took it in and they not only fixed it, but when you got it back, it's like... The engine sounds different. Sounds better. Well, yeah, I added this and I added this and I added just because I thought you'd like it. You know how mechanics do that? Oh. <laughs> Maybe not. But I tell you, you bring it, you pull in your car to the Lord's shop. And when time you leave, it's not only looks good, whatever was wrong with it, now it goes whoom. <laughs> and I upgraded this and I fixed this for you. Praise God. Amen. Look at 59. 59 and really the latter part, but we'll read the 19th verse. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His Son from the rising and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against Him. The implication then would be the enemy comes in at a certain measure, a certain strength, a certain uh, attack. The Lord's standard is more than sufficient to stop it. 
It's not just equal to it, but the Lord will raise up a standard that stops the flood. Amen. So not just almost. Well, I'm almost there. No, he wants to go further than almost. Amen. Like David said, uh, uh, my cup, we like to do it in the King James, runneth over. Not my cup is full. Not he filled it to the brim. Right? What does he do? He runs it over. He said, well, that's kind of a waste. Or just abundance. Or just the way that God thinks. He wants to fill your life, top it off, and then pour a little bit more in. Amen. He wants, you know, and put whipped cream on top. And then ask you to stick out your tongue and squirt a little extra in. You ever been to those old, uh, you know, the old ice cream shops where they give you a milkshake and then they give you that tin thing and it's got extra in there? Doesn't that just feel right? It's like, I ordered this and I got that extra. That's a God thought right there. He wants to do a little bit more. Amen. You've probably read John 4.4. 4. First, no, first John 4.4. 4. Greater is he who is than he who is in the world. Yeah, yeah. Greater in here than anything out there. He's greater. Not just equal to. Not just, hey, they're equal. Pick. Pick sides. No. Much, much greater. Think about the human race. Uh, and the fall of man back in the beginning. Separated from God. And that the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. They spiritually were separated from God. Cut off. Bad deal. Do you notice how when God restored through the work of redemption and Jesus paying the price for our sins, it seems like He didn't put us just back to Adam. He took us further. It's like... Why would you do? We would just be okay with like a little bit less than Adam. You know, give us a new garden and maybe just a few trees. But what did he do? He put us in Christ. I mean, we don't comprehend the fullness of what that means, but when you get saved, you're now in Christ. I mean, wow. It's beyond what Adam had. Only God would do something like that. I give you something, you mess it up, so I'm going to give you something better. I mean, we don't do our kids that way. <laughs> you broke it? All right. Maybe someday I'll get you another one. And God, just the way He is, I'm going to give you another one, but it's a better one. A better model. And this one you can't break because I'm tying it to Jesus. So if you break something, it's still intact because Jesus will never break it. Amen. Praise God. Let me show you one more. Go to Acts 16. Acts chapter 16. You might know the story. Uh, Paul and Silas. Paul turns around this woman that's full of the devil, kept harassing them. Finally, he cast this, the devil out of this woman, but it started a firestorm because everyone was ticked off because he, he messed with their devil. And they get thrown in, in jail in in. First of all, first they, take a, they get a beating, so there's that. Hit with rods, and then they get put in the innermost prison in stocks. And you remember what they did? It says that uh, 
at, in verse 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loosed. You go on to read the story. They ended up, the prison guard's about to kill himself because that would, would be his penalty for letting them get away. And they said, we're still here. They minister the gospel. They get him fixed up and healed up. And then his whole family gets saved. They get baptized. They come, the rulers come back in there the next day saying, we're going to let you go. And he said, no, you, you put us in here as Romans without a trial. You go ahead and get them to come down here and get us out. <laughs> All of a sudden, Paul's the boss. Amen. But whatever uh, wasn't my main point, the primary point here is they're in a very bad situation. And what did they do? They praised God. They sang. I mean, I don't know if their hands weren't up. You know. Well, they're kind of up. They weren't in their pockets. You know. They're in a bad situation. No doubt they're hurting. It's, it looks very uh, dire what they're in. But they're singing. They're singing praise to God. And I tell you, there's a lesson for all of us in that. What can we do? In the midst of bad situations, come on, keep your praise on. Keep your, lift your voice. Say, well, it's getting really bad. Then sing louder. And praise God and lift your voice and shout. Because God is not just wanting to bring you back to zero. He's wanting to bring you way past that. And make it better than it's ever before. Amen. Peter told us that we're, uh, you know, when you're basically re- uh, reproached for Christ's sake, the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Yeah. Sometimes when it's hard, that's when God says, but don't forget, I'm bigger than that. And I'm better than that. And I'm stronger than that. And the spirit of God will come upon you. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is one thing that gets me a little bit excited. I realize no one's excited in the world right now. Practically, you know what I'm saying. But I am a little bit. You know why? Because of the way God is. And I think, you know, all this junk going on, man, it's the devil. And it's like it's being pulled back further. And you look at it and you say, can it get any worse? And then it gets pulled back further. You know, can the stock market go any lower and it's get pulled back further? You know, and business is shutting down and... You know, and, and, and people getting sick and all this getting pulled back further. I keep pulling. You know what I mean? Because in the middle of it, some of us are going to are going to believe God and we're going to praise God and we're going to shout in the middle of the the, te- the trial and the test and the storm. And one of these days, come on, get ready. And we're going to go shooting off like a rocket. And really, I believe, I'm really expecting this for the kingdom of God to grow. Not be diminished in the middle of this, but to end up not just our house, but all around the globe. I know after 9-11, you know, we had just started like the week before, so we didn't experience it. But, but you know, when we started our church. But, uh, uh, but churches all around were suddenly being filled with people. Why? It's not ideal, the best way, but I'll take it. I mean, you know what I mean? It's not God's way, but sometimes people, when tragedy strikes, some will look to the Lord. 
they will turn to God and we'll be there waiting for them. In the middle of this, thank God, Paul's jailer got saved and his whole house got saved. And I'm expecting some other people to get saved as, uh, when this thing's all said and done. Some people who weren't in the kingdom now are in the kingdom. You know, I just don't want to put up with this, not having that as the result. Forget that. Mr. Devil, you can't just run roughshod over our planet. We belong here. The, the heavens belong to Him, but the earth has, He has given to the children of men. He has given this place to us. And so, no, not going to permit it. Not going to continue on. Absolutely not. We stand against and we resist in Jesus' name. And the final result is people are going to come into the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, the word, uh, the word I got on Sunday, I was, I was just ministering to, like in a kid's service, and all of a sudden prophecy started coming out of me, and, and one of the things that the Lord said was, uh, "You will not succumb. You will not succumb to the enemy. You will not succumb to the enemy." And, and one of the scriptures that Pastor Mark read was also part of the prophecy that was. Uh, when the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. And, uh, and, and what I understood that to mean in the prophecy was that, uh, you know, how God combats the enemy today is through us. He uses us to combat the enemy. And so that means he's raising us up. He's raising us up to be the standard. And, uh, and we're designed to be completely contrast to this world. And uh, and one of the things in my heart right right now and earlier in prayer today was about the peace of God and how the peace of God is um, you know He's really substituted your fear for peace. You know, it just He didn't just take away your fear like Pastor Mark was talking about, but He gave you peace instead of that. And it's so, it's it's amazing peace. It's so good. It's like oh my goodness, I didn't know. I didn't know it could be this peaceful. It's, it's Jesus sleeping in the bottom of the boat during the storm that everyone's worried is going to kill them. And he's, that, he's full of peace. And that's the peace that he said he gave to us. And we have that peace now. It's not something that we, that we have to ask him for. He said, no, I give this to you. So we currently have that as believers. And, that, and then Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Which means you got a choice of what's going to rule inside of you. You got a choice. Is it going to be chaos? Is it going to be panic? Is it going to be, you know, this what this world's selling? Or are, you, are we going to let the peace of God rule? Is that going to be what's really ruling inside of us? And, uh, and then the, another word that was associated with that is one that's I've heard quoted quite often, and which is a good thing to see a bunch of Bible verses being quoted in a time like this. But it was. Uh, the Lord's not given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And the word sound mind, I looked that up, and it means, it means uh, it's derived from the word uh, discipline, a disciplined mind. A mind that is not easily thrown off course. It's, it's, it's a mind that is disciplined to think a certain way. And so the spirit that God's given you is a spirit that says your mind is not going to be thrown off with chaos. It's not going to have these rabbit trails of, oh, I wonder what could happen. 
I wonder what if, what if, what if. No, the spirit that God's given you is a, is a, is a spirit that produces a mind that says, no, I'm going to trust what God says. I'm going to be, I'm going to have self-control. And, uh, and, the, and the, the, the scripture says that he whose mind is stayed upon the Lord, he will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect peace. So how do you get perfect peace? You, you, keep, you, you have to discipline your mind. That's what the Spirit of God's given you the ability to do. And then you keep your mind on Him. How many, I mean, that was kind of the, if you could say the theme of the tongues and interpretation was seek Him. Get your mind on, get your focus off of everything else and, and have it be focused on Him and Him alone. And, and you're, you're going to stay in perfect peace. You don't have to give in to panic. You don't have to give in to, to the fear. There, there is no reason to fear with Him. When your mind's on Him, it doesn't matter what that storm looks like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what everyone else is. I mean, we read Psalm 91 right on Sunday. It doesn't matter how many thousands are falling around us even. We know He delivers us. He delivers us because we abide in Him. Because we're under His wings. Amen? So the Lord's designed us to be in perfect peace in this time. We're not to be peddlers of, of fear. We're not to be going around talking about how bad things are. Come on, let's, we, we have a job to do. We have a job to do. We have a job to be the light. We have a job to be what the, the answer. We have the answer, guys. We have the answer. We have Jesus. We have the overcomer on the inside. Let those thoughts dwell. Let those thoughts be, be part of your, uh, your thought process through, through all the things that you're hearing. Let it filter through that. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but there's that scripture. And that makes that, what you just said, not true. At least to me. It's not true to me. Sorry. It does, that, what you just said, yeah, that might affect some people. But it, it, sorry, it doesn't affect me. I got immunity towards that. I got the peace of God, and it's His Word that produces that in me. It's my mind staying on His Word and on Him, and it produces peace. And it's a, it's a peace that you just, it's unshakable. You can't, you can't get through it. Nothing the enemy throws can get through it. It's, it's, it's enough. His peace is good enough. His peace is so much more than anything that this world has to offer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, that's good, huh? Amen. Just a whole night of good stuff. I mean, I haven't heard anything bad all night. Everything's just uplifting and encouraging. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes it's funny as as uh, ministers and so forth, you start to, whenever you hear something come out of someone else's mouth, it's very common to go, you know what, I had that. I mean, I mean, when he shared that about Sunday, I didn't know he was prophesying that. But I'm thinking, you know, I don't remember on Sunday sometime, I had that verse, and I totally did. But I never said it. And, I, you know, you just kind of, you're praying, and it comes up, and then it kind of goes out of your mind. And when you, uh, when you had said that before, I thought, you know, I had that in my, me too, but I never said it. So, it's like sometimes the Lord wants to say something. That's actually why I put it in there tonight, when that scripture about the Lord raising of a standard, because I had it before. Anyway, it's interesting. Praise God. That whole thing about peace, too, when you started saying that, I thought, oh, yeah, I should have said that because I had that in me. <laughs> I did. But then I'm thinking, that's no problem. 
God brings it through different people, and you know, if one of us misses it or forgets to say it, it can come another way. And it's good. It's a cool thing about multiple members in the body. Amen.